In today's report, we're going to turn this filthy, rusty engineering abomination into this fine collection of borderline erotic, rust-free, some would say gorgeous, reclaimed parts. And the best thing of all, dude, nobody has to work up a sweat. It only takes about 15 minutes worth of actual work, and it's so cheap, it might as well be free. Logan from AutoExpert.com.au and I get new cars. Wait for it. Cheap. Australia only. Website. Card. Now, with the formalities out of the way, if you've got a fat cave, you are at war with this. You're at war with rust. You put anything down made of steel and it turns to this, seemingly in such a brief window of time. Rust is, of course, the second law of thermodynamics in play. And nobody can tell you what the second law of thermodynamics is. You have to see it for yourself. It's kind of like the matrix. But anyway, rust is just one of its less pleasant upshots. And I'd suggest that nobody wants to deal with rust and fill the air up with toxic carcinogenic dust, which is exactly what you do if you deal with this stuff using any kind of abrasive. And there's a whole bunch of expensive chemicals you can whip down to super cheap and buy your evapo rust, whatever, if that is yo want. But you need not do this. See, I managed to do all of this. It took about four days in total, three or four days, I forget. It's like, why? It's like, which one was number four again? What was that number three that read it? Anyway. The bottom line is, it doesn't really matter how long it takes because you're not doing anything for all of this time. So if you've got time to deal with rust, all you do is, I got all of these items and I put them in a little plastic kitchen container and the kitchen is just so good for this stuff. Like you just quietly whip up to the kitchen and get yourself a nice Tupperware container. And if it goes missing and your wife notices and she says, have you seen Tupperware container B-32A? You go... I'm sorry? Just make her think she's losing her mind. Like, we all do it. There's no shame, dude. Come on. So, you put all this in a Tupperware container of some description, some plastic thing, and then you just cover it with regulation vinegar. Now, I only had the double strength stuff. It's like 8% acetic acid or something, but it didn't seem to make any difference. Like, the, the normal strength stuff works just fine, is what I'm saying. And then you just leave it there. There's a couple of caveats, okay? If the rusty stuff is also quite greasy, you're going to have to degrease it. And that can be as simple as just washing it in dishwashing liquid, which you can also steal from the kitchen, incidentally. And then you just go through the whole immersion in vinegar thing. Three or four days will be fine. More if needed. You just pull something out and test it. And if it's rust-free, then Bob's your mother's brother, dude. Like, I left it for 72 hours, maybe 96, I forget. But anyway, it doesn't matter. The Vinegar goes all black, and then you just rinse it numerous times, give it a bit of soft sort of mechanical abrasion, dry it off, use a Scotch-Brite scour or whatever, and then pretty pronto after it dries, just whip it WD-40 all over it, okay? It is really that simple, and you can see the result. Like, it's not like we've just sandblasted it. There is some black patina from the acid. And there is a little bit of really light surface rust falling now, forming now on 
some of these items, the different formulas of steel react a little bit differently. The, the nuts, incidentally, that went with the bolts, they've got a little bit of surface rust forming on them right now because I've whipped them out of the WD and dried them off for this demo. But I'll whip them back and it doesn't make any difference anyway. The other really interesting thing about using the vinegar, aside from the fact that you don't have to breathe clouds of toxic metallic dust, which is a pretty big occupational health hazard when you do this kind of thing. You should always wear a mask if you're using an abrasive disc is what I'm saying, or a wire wheel or any of, anything of that nature because you don't just get red to black snot. It can also give you cancer. So check this out. You could not move the nuts on these bolts when they were rusty. I tried and they were immovable by hand. You could certainly muscle them in with a wrench and certainly you could make it a little bit easier with a spot of oil, but this has had no treatment whatsoever. The clamp was also immovable and it's like free as a bird now. So the acid in the vinegar gets right down into the root of all of these threads, even the engaged ones, and just cleans out the rust that was gumming up the works. So I reckon that's brilliant. It's just a really easy solution to a recalcitrant problem. And provided you don't need the solution 10 minutes after you start the process, this is the easiest, cleanest, whatever way of doing this. And it's also one of the healthiest ways to do it. And you're gonna be in a war against rust for the rest of your life if you are one of those people who just likes tinkering with shit in his shed. And if you don't know this trick, you are doing yourself a disservice. I believe, although I've never done it this way, I believe you could put a couple of drops of dishwashing liquid in the vinegar to just break up any residual oil. There's a little spot here on this clamp that did not get the rust removed. I don't know if you can see that, but it's right there where the web joins the flange of the forging, right there in the curve. And uh, that must have been just a little bit greasy. So that's an example of what can happen if you put a greasy part in unadulterated vinegar. So you might want to try just a couple of drops of dishwashing liquid to gently break that down over time. The other thing that helps is if you put it outside in the sun, and I'd recommend doing that anyway, otherwise your fat cave is going to smell like a friggin' fish and chip shop. So you could do that, and uh, you could also put a pinch of salt in. That doesn't hurt either. It sort of speeds up the uh, conductivity kind of aspects of this electrochemical reaction that just trashes the rust. There's one or two other things to be aware of if you are going to do this. Thing number one is I would not do this with a drill, okay? Because a drill, like a drill bit, is made of high-speed steel. And steel that is amenable to being hardened in that way is also susceptible to a process called hydrogen embrittlement. Now, bolts might be peripherally if they're really high tensile bolts they might be susceptible as well so you wouldn't want to assume necessarily that you were going to get the same high tensile behavior out of the bolt but hey most of us in our fat caves are not doing proper high tensile bolt design are we we're just reclaiming shit that's messy and we want to use it to just bolt a vice down to the table or something okay so if you're just doing things of that nature it's fine but if you're actually looking at removing the rust from anything with uh, proper hardness like high-speed steel or maybe even tool steel that's been hardened like the blade on a cold chisel you might make that a little bit more brittle by treating it with the acid and uh, i'd also suggest that this immersion in vinegar technique is really good for getting rid of mill scale which is hold that thought
Mill scale is this black flaky shit on the outside of all kinds of formed up steel sections, right? And it's a consequence of the hot rolling process. It's on black steel pipes and it's on beams and it's on flat bar and round bar like this. And it's kind of a bastard because it's full of oxides and impurities that sort of float to the top when the steel is in that red hot semi-fluid kind of stage. And when it interacts with the rollers, which are comparatively cold in the steel mill, those impurities sort of freeze on the outside of the steel and it gives it this sort of black layer that uh, rusts off over the next months to years, depending on the operating environment. It's a bit of a bastard to weld with and some welding processes, for example, like TIG welding, are completely unamenable to any sort of impurity. So some other processes like stick welding, some stick welding processes just burn through paint and all kinds of rust and mill scale, but you generally get a better result if you clean things up. So mill scale is soluble in vinegar in exactly the same way. So you just put the part in the vinegar and it basically washes off. And if you've ever tried to deal with mill scale using abrasives, it's a complete cock of a job because the abrasive dynamics, you go to the hardware store and you buy yourself a metal flap disc or a metal grinding disc and you think, I'll just knock the mill scale off. Well, guess what, dude? The mill scale is not metal. It's actually more like masonry from an abrasive dynamics point of view. So if you did want to abrasively deal with mill scale, you're much better off using a grinding wheel for concrete and just lightly, I'd even have a crack at a bit of waste concrete first and round the edge over so you're getting into it with a bit of a soft curve instead of a hard corner on a new disc and I just gently knock the mill scale off like that and you will find that the wheel just does not clog up as much and then when you're down to bare metal you can go back onto a uh, finer grit and just dress the part up with that if that's how you want to go but if you use the vinegar if I put this part here in vinegar and leave it for a few days the mill scale will just wash off as will the rust and I can just give it a really light sand possibly with Scotch-Brite or something of that nature and it'll be good to weld fabricate whatever it'll just be nicer to machine or cut or whatever and it'll also paint up better because over time the mill scale flakes off and that opens up the metal to further corrosion so the paint that you put on the final product will be more durable if you get rid of that mill scale first and trust me I got rid of the mill scale on all three of these 250 wide pieces of channel and I had to do that abrasively because my wife was going to find out if I put them in the bath essentially and I don't want to have six ex-wives know what I'm saying so some things have to be done abrasively but particularly these small parts they're just really easy to treat like that and all you've got to do is think a few days in advance right it also is a really easy way to get rid of the galvanizing from things like nuts if you've got galvanized nuts and you want to weld them to something it's always very dangerous to weld galvanized anything because the vapors that come off the galvanizing are pretty bad for you so i'd wear i'd have a hood or like a ventilation hood not like, you always wear a welding hood obviously but i'd have a ventilation hood that sucked the vapors out if i was going to do any of that cross flow ventilation as well door open and basically 
if you can get rid of the galvanizing first get rid of it so if you need to weld a bunch of captive nuts onto a piece of plate so that you can screw some bolt in through the plate from the other side then a really easy way to get rid of the galvanizing is just vinegar come back in a few days the zinc will all be gone and you'll be good to weld and it'll be heaps safer. So there's that. I just wanted to bring that to your attention because I want to do a bit more of this practical stuff because if you're into cars, the chances are you've got a fat cave and it can be just a bucket with some tools in it or it can be the full friggin' disaster like I've got here, not enough space, too much shit kind of thing. And if you've got that, you are going to have to deal with rust and it's going to be an ongoing thing because you're going to get these parts like that and you're going to turn your back and, and it'll be back because second law of thermodynamics, it's just Morpheus said it best, didn't he, when he was educating Neo about the real world. So I hope this helps. And uh, what I'd further suggest is WD is the best thing to use after you dry the parts because not only does it displace the water, it's mostly solvent, okay? And it's a safe solvent, not like brake cleaner. So the solvent will help you get rid of residual whatever is on the parts and then it'll evaporate off and leave a thin coating of oil. And the reason we're getting a little bit of flash rusting on some of these parts, I don't know if you can see that there, but there's a really light orange patina forming on these because I've just pulled these out of the vinegar. I dried them off, I WD'd them, but I just uh, basically toweled them off briefly here to uh, show them to you in basically their finished state. And some of the parts are just getting this rusty patina on them now. So that's just because the bare metal is very susceptible to atmospheric oxygen and it wants to react and fuck you over. <laughs> so you'd want to leave them soaking in WD in a container for, I don't know, 24 hours or something and just let the black patina saturate itself with the residual oil in the WD. And then you're basically in storage or usage mode for the parts. And dude, compared to standing for two hours in front of a wire wheel and breathing that toxic shit, the vinegar is just a perfect solution in my view. And compared to the price of five litres of evapo rust, it's pretty damn cost effective as well. So if you've got some of those parts and they're always accumulating and you want to deal with it, just have a crack with that. Vinegar's dirt cheap at Coles or Woolies, right? So just have a crack with that and let me know how you go in the comments. just want to extend the envelope of the channel ever so slightly and I figure the easiest way to do that is to acknowledge that if you're like me and you like cars and you like working on cars and you like doing stuff generally then you've got your fat cave and you've got rust to deal with and this kind of stuff is useful to know it's got a breadth of applications out there in the real world and I want to do some more stuff like that in addition to the regulation car content. Now, if all you're here for is the regulation car content, I'm not going to stop doing that. This is just going to be bonus content. So if you like that and you've stuck around till this point, then thank you very much. Let me know if you've got any suggestions, things of this nature you'd like to cover off, cutting metal, drilling metal, welding, all of that kind of fun shit that you can do to get out of your family's hair and also be productive. Let me know what you want me to cover and I'll do my best to cover that if I'm equipped for it. I'm actually pretty well equipped for most things here in the fat cave and even better equipped over in the other fat cave. So there's that to consider and uh, if you hated this content then why are you still watching dude is it just so you want to get the full outrage on board before unleashing it in the comments if so 
Thank you very much. YouTube's AI appreciates your contribution as well, and I certainly do. In a sense, you haters are working for me when you comment by making the video seem even more engaging and popular. So thank you sincerely. And of course, if you do want to unleash unbridled hate because I've committed the venial sin of not talking about cars, but something that might be useful to a bloke who likes working on cars, then I promise not to care. <laughs>